Hey there, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get the gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions, such as how do I get my show on Spotify and all the other places people love to listen? How can I make money with this podcast? And where do I want to host this show? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors so you can get paid to podcast. As an Anchor user myself, I love how easy it is to upload my podcast and the fact I can get to Spotify and other platforms. Plus, I love the fact I can now start making money with my talent and my podcast. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. This is the Gem on the Queen's Crown. A podcast talking about Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio sports. Here's the host, Lee W. Mowen. Episode 23 is here. It's the fourth round table, and it's a very special round table. I'm Lee W. Mowen, and this podcast is available on iTunes and your favorite iOS players, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, CastBox, Acast, Overcast, PocketCast, Anchor.fm, Player.fm, Podbean, and Spreaker. Nice forecast again. I know. There, I put a lot of casts in a row. I didn't even mean that. I just write this out and bam. I really need to make a new intro with... All the services that well, would on. cut out a half hour of time if you did. You know what? It's about 30 seconds. Get off my back. So as you hear, there's Mark Schlemmer, and this is a special roundtable because it's been one in in planning for quite some time. It is the Ohio State versus Michigan battle uh, for the first segment. It'll be Buckeye versus Wolverine talk. And then in the second half, it's back to local Sunday sports. And Mark mentioned the idea of announcing wrestling style uh, for this episode. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. Actually, do you want to introduce yourself, wrestling style, and I'll introduce the guest? Well, as you said, this is the one everybody's been waiting on. Unfortunately, the Ohio State version, Johnny Ortez Jr., like Ohio State, bailed out again. He Ah. fell on the ice, supposedly, trying to shovel the driveway. So he will be on the disabled list, which means I get to play Urban, but I don't have an arc, and I don't have an Urban hat. But the Michigan side, wearing the maize and blue in the kindergarten-style hat, Travco finally makes an appearance. So, hey, at least one of them got here. And i got to say, the commissioner, Mr. McKinney, he had bailed too. The snow. Pish posh. But we have Kravko. We've been waiting on this one. Exactly. We've had a lot of people been waiting on this one. You must have a hell of a following. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I got to ask right off the top, no kicking, punching, eye gouging. Low blows are permissible. Well, I'm out. Well, we were counting on you for a lot of low blows, actually, but nonetheless. (laughs) 
I got to ask right out of, out of the gate. You're in Ohio, as the comrade always points out. How and why Michigan? Uh, well, it all started for me probably in 1989 um, with the, the Fab Five, the basketball team. Uh, they were the first ones to wear the baggy shorts and the black socks. And uh, having no influence from my parents one way or the other, I fell in love with that, and I wanted to be just like those guys. So I went out and got the reversible jerseys and everything else. And so Michigan football just followed right along because you can't root for one sport and not all of them. You are a fashion statement, I will yeah. say that. Now, that's <laughs> that's an interesting statement you just made because that was something I was going to get to with you and Johnny. I don't think he follows Ohio State basketball like you do or water polo or anything else. You are a true Michigan fan. I mean, you don't vary college-wise. Bengals, you still do. But at least you stay true to your school. Now, a lot of people around town, as you well know, are Dayton basketball fans and Ohio State fans, which I get that. But you stay true. That's right. That's impressive. Yeah, if if Michigan's playing chess on the Big Ten Network, I'll be tuned in. If they're playing with somebody's chest on a Big Ten Network, <laughs> I want you to call me because I'd like to see that. That's uh, BTN Plus. Yeah, no That's kidding. Plus. After 11 yeah. o'clock. And just, just to respond to what you said, Mark, I think that the people that are Ohio State football fans are only UD basketball fans unless Ohio State is doing good in basketball. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I, Billy from Huber, I'll give you that one. I mean, but I don't know. They all say they don't care about Ohio State basketball until they start winning, and then they're on the bandwagon. So, See, they, I used to take that abuse when UC in football years ago, but when Brian Kelly bailed out in the title game. I'm not a UC fan. They're right where they belong to me between the F and the K. But <laughs> at the same time, I don't hate them. To me, they're an Ohio team. You know, if Xavier goes to the finals for whatever, I don't have a problem with it. In Michigan, right. when Billy Donald was there, certainly I'm going to root for him. Football, no, that's a little harder right. to do. Now, I, I I will root for UD uh, when they're playing. I'm not a diehard fan like uh, like the comrade and some of these other guys, but I'll root for them and hope they do well. And I'm just not. Like and a you're a Wright State fan, yeah. alum. Wright State so alum. So yeah. that's the funny part. A lot of Wright State people go to Dayton games, but again, they've had they're rooted here. You know, if you right. didn't if you didn't bail out when Jim O'Brien was here, you're not bailing out. Now, the younger generation like yours that went there. If you don't go root for this team now, I don't know if Wright State's got a chance. And they play at 4 o'clock today against the Penguins of Youngstown State. Yeah, there'll be an empty nutter center today, I'm sure. From what I've seen, and I don't know how many of their games you've actually watched, they're pretty good. Scott yeah. Nagy has done a great job. They they got a chance to run about three more right off here in a row. Yeah, I think uh, if a Wright State got some success on a national level, they'd get a, they'd get a following. That's the why UD's had some success. Win a tournament. In the national spotlight, so that's probably why. What's going to hurt is if they win 24 and go nowhere and UD won 16 and goes NIT. Right. Then the bullets start flying again. But we'll get to that later. Got to win your tournament. All right. Another, I guess if I'm where you're at, or if I'm Ohio State, a disappointing season for Michigan football for you? Yeah. Uh, very disappointing. Especially the, the bowl game. Um, not that that bowl was significant to, to Michigan, but with a chance for the Big Ten to sweep and to yeah, you were the last yeah, hope. Our chance to sweep the uh, the bowl season and to let a sixteen point lead get away it was uh, kind of disheartening and kind of what I've been dealing with for the last five to eight years. Guido the fish would agree. Yeah, he didn't care for that dumping of the sixteen either. Yeah, Harbaugh. I know when you came, you and a lot of Michigan fans were happy, and I and I get because he got obviously brought some notoriety to your program, but. His record and Brady Hopes are pretty similar. Yeah. 
almost almost identical actually uh, i think harbaugh has one more loss maybe so what do you do i mean how much more time do you give him well i know a lot of people have already given up um i think that the quarterback situation once that's fixed that team has a chance to, co- to co- Why compete on a national he level. He should be, of all guys, he should you. be the quarterback guru. Yeah, it should have been fixed a long time ago. Uh, McCaffrey's coming in. Uh, Joe Milton's coming in. Uh, Shea Patterson, the transfer from Old Miss, is coming in. Is he going to be eligible? If he can't figure out what the best hand to play is out of those three, then I think we're in trouble and, and his, his rope is only getting shorter. They can't be worse than O'Corn. No. He's a Cleveland Brown draft pick waiting to happen. Right. I'd uh, like that a lot. If, if you can't start at Houston, you shouldn't be able to start at Michigan. Is the other kid from Ole Miss going to be eligible? Because I thought that was still up in the air. Uh, well, the sanctions, they're still up in the air. Um, usually in a situation like that, they'll give him permission to play without having to sit out a year. It hasn't been official yet, so we're waiting to hear uh, a ruling from the NCAA on whether or not they're going to require him to sit out or not. You watch and you follow the recruiting, and I was reading one today, Ohio State, and the way too early ratings are number one, which means – Nothing to me whatsoever, but I know you follow him. And as a Michigan fan, any kind of hope has to be a lot of hope. I mean, you see the names, yep. yet all of a sudden they lay a big turd right in the middle of the 50-yard line. I mean, that's got to yep. be depressing. Now, he's got a large buyout, I'm sure. Yeah. The Colts and the Bears are the two jobs I think everybody thought if he was going to go, that was it. Well, the Bears are filled, yep. and the Colts pretty much are too. Yeah, uh, it concerned me that the Colts were going to take him. Um, actually, two or three years ago, when when they were going to let uh, Pagano go, but um, I think he's he's got it made where he's at. He's making more money than any coach in college football. He's got a private jet. He's got all kinds of allowances. Uh, if he can figure out the quarterback situation, I think that, that we'll be in good shape because Don Brown's done a heck of a job with our defense. Um, I I think that uh, Drevno's got to go, our offensive coordinator. Um, I don't like that. 80s style hardball style yeah run the ball up the middle three times and then and then try and throw the ball i think that's got to change and if that does and we can uh, find a good fit at quarterback we'll be competing on a national level again hardball always reminded me of john gruden and the fact that he grates on players quarterbacks especially three four year shelf life and then boom you're just about at that three four years yeah any concern yeah um I think that uh, it's going to be interesting to see who wins the job at quarterback out of out of camp this year because we got, like I said, we got three or four guys uh, that that are all that were all highly touted and highly recruited. Um, again, that means absolutely nothing, just like the preseason rankings. It also is about what you can do on the field. Um, but I, I think that if he can't pull something together this year and at least go one and one against our two big rivals, being Michigan State and Ohio State which he's had absolutely no success in either one of those departments. And you're in Columbus this time around, too. We're, we're on the road for a lot of our big matchups this year. So, I'll be uh, honest, I've been surprised. Yeah. I've been very surprised. I thought he would be better. And, and considering where they were at, 9-3 and three is not all that bad. But right. if you're Michigan, you're Ohio State, you don't play for the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Right. And you don't lose to the Pop-Tarts Bowl either. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm just kind of wondering how much longer is the big house turning into the outhouse? Are the fans <laughs> screaming? I mean, what you're up there closer than anybody. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a, there's about half the fan base that's that's putting up the hashtag fire Harbaugh. The other half that's arguing against it, saying to give him time. You know, he's had what four years. That's to me, that's enough time. He should have at least had a quarterback uh, situation figured out. Being the quarterback guru that he is, um, you know, I say we give him. 
he's got this year with a with a Don Brown's defense and a new offensive coordinator. Um, if I'm the AD there, if if we're not producing at least some wins against the rivals this year, then then I'm cutting that rope completely. You're talking about their rivals. What do they got coming in? Are they losing? I don't know how many guys they've lost early to the draft, and uh, what really they have coming in. So was it going to get stronger? I know the quarterbacks. Yeah, we were a young. Them, we were know. a young team to start this year. Um, wait a minute, you're starting to sound like UD basketball fans. No, wait, we're I'm not saying team. all freshmen. We were a young team that had a one or two returning uh, seniors. Keep that up, comrade. Yeah. going to start liking <laughs> uh, Mike McRae, who was one of our one of our big starters on defense. Hey, you stole he'll, him from Ohio. He'll be about the only the only uh, senior on defense that will be lost to the draft. And other than that, we were an inex- inexperienced squad, I'll say it that way, instead of young team, <laughs> with a lot of, Every a lot of guys coming back. wrote that down. <laughs> How much longer you figure Urban will be around? Who leaves first, Urban or Harbaugh? For whatever reason you want. I don't know. Harbaugh's if- losing, Urban's winning. I'll write letters of recommendation to the NFL for Urban if I need to. And they'll write keep Harbaugh in Michigan, too. Exactly. Do you ever worry about Harbaugh getting him on probation of any kind? Now, he's never really had a problem at Stanford, San Diego, wherever. But I always wonder, I don't know. Those rules are real, as you know, being a cop, they're easy to break. Yeah, the. Uh, I mean, I think everybody's pushing the limits of the rules or breaking the rules in some capacity. Um, uh, Ohio State last year had like 57 self-reported uh, incidents that, that they came up with. I mean, they're minor infractions that you wouldn't even think has anything to do with recruiting. Um, so I think that there's probably minor infractions going on everywhere. Now, as far as the big ones, it doesn't concern me, but I'm sure that there are if small infractions If they want you, from when I was coaching 25, 30 years ago at Dayton, if they want you, they'll come get you. Yeah. We'd break rules every day that, as you know from playing out there, you don't know you're breaking them. Yeah. You can't take a Coke from a family. You can't take a ride, you know, silly rules. But the major ones, if somebody screams loud enough, they're going to come and say hi to you. Yeah. I don't know that they would do it to Michigan because Michigan is still, whether people like it or not, they're still a blue blood program in college football. You can't have them not involved. Whether it's Big Ten, any ten, they have to be involved. Right, they're drawing over a hundred thousand fans a game. They're making money and and losing. Yeah. you know well, they're not, but they are. Right, you know, so you can't. It's like North Carolina basketball. They haven't gone away. Right, all those charges did. Louisville, the same thing. Did they get advantages? Sure, they do. But would it be? And I was laughing this last year, especially Ohio State fans. Gotta wish Michigan was better. It would make the conference better. We don't, you know, well, all of a sudden they were better, and you didn't like that. So, I mean, unfortunately for you, (laughs) you're kind of Barney Fife. You got, like, one bullet in your pocket lately, and you don't have anything to shoot with. Exactly. And that's painful. You're like a Browns fan of college football. Yeah, except for we do have a a winning record. (laughs) (laughs) We did win a game. There's no 0-16 parade going around Ann Arbor. No. I I mean, as bad as the Bengals were, we never had a parade. No. Probably should have. Yeah, the worst I can remember is two and fourteen. In I my, remember in my a days. couple of those three and thirteens. Yeah, I remember your hero Kitna beating the Chiefs when they were undefeated. Yeah, they, they came in nine and zero. I think yeah. Yeah, cause they played it looked like a beach. There was no grass left. It was all sand. Yep. Too bad he didn't come back. I was hurt when they didn't hire him. I thought Kitna would be back, be our third string quarterback, but yeah. no. Michigan basketball, you follow. A little bit. What do you mean a little bit? I, Anytime I they're on. I don't follow intensely like I do football, but I i mean, I was happy with our win the other day over Michigan State. That was impressive. State. I watched that it. That was a good win. Very impressive. Yeah. But you're diehard 
Michigan. Yes. You are a Bengals fan, whether you admit it or not. <laughs> yes, not a Dalton fan, but a Bengals fan. Hey, Blake Bortles, <laughs> he's got to give you hope, man. <laughs> hey, Trent, Trent Dilfer's got a Super Bowl ring, so I guess anything's so Brad possible. Johnson. Yeah. I guess that tells you you don't have to be a big-time quarterback to win. Yeah. Right up until the Patriots get a hold of them. But if you go get Calais Campbell and – Darius, well, your defense gets real good real fast. Yeah, I, I was very impressed with with, uh, with the Jaguars yesterday. And, and actually, the, the quarterback play, Blake Bortles, he looked amazing too. I sat here and just kept shaking my head. He looked so comfortable and so yeah. un-Bortles-like. Yeah. It was like, wait a minute, they put a 45-burger on Pittsburgh, which always is enjoyable, but he looked comfortable. Right. He and didn't miss a lot of receivers. Every throw he hit in the fourth quarter was like a, right a have-to-have-it throw. It was a crucial part of the game. He was uh, definitely... Um, impressive in the clutch there towards the end of the game. I got to go back to something, Michigan, that you said that sure. I, I thought of. The bowl game, a lot of the stuff anymore, kids bailing out. If you had that opportunity, and I know Jake Butt, one of your old players, is a great example, do you play or do you not? If, I, you're, if it's you. I would never even consider sitting out that game, ever. I can't imagine as a player doing it. No. I just can't imagine looking you in the face and going, sorry. Right, because you have a million dollar insurance policy for the most part, anyway. I, I did that bothers me. I get it. And then if I'm a GM, going no, you're going to be there when our I, games are. I, comp- I compare it to like for those that were in the military, like you know, going to basic training and boot camp with all your buddies, and then when it's time to go into battle, yeah, Screw I'm, I'm, you, I'm, I'm gonna, sit, I'm gonna sit this one out. I'm gonna stay in the chow hall. That's a that's not yeah, bad, you know. And I it just I couldn't do it. It makes me furious that those that do it and i understand it's a financial decision but i could never leave my teammates and and people that i call my brothers hanging like that but that finance is still going to be there yeah i mean even darnold as bad as he played his value didn't shrink i think he threw that game against ohio state so that the browns wouldn't take him (laughs) there's a double edge you're throwing it to the bucks and i don't want to go to the browns exactly (laughs) you know that's pretty sad though i don't want to go there i mean i get it but that's still a lot of jack. So after your three years of getting beat on, go somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing that it's 2018 and we're talking about people literally not wanting to come out of college because they don't want to go to a certain team. And that is 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 not a good thing of where the Browns are at as an organization. Well, how do you figure Mike Malarkey with the Titans, they extend his contract yesterday, they fire him today, but he went to the playoffs. But yet in Ohio, we have a guy in Cleveland, 1-31. Yeah. And a boob down in Cincinnati. And he won a playoff game. And, yeah, I mean, okay, and you're, yeah, 2018 makes you just go, huh? Yeah. As a player, I don't care where you draft me. Let me play. Exactly. And if you go to Cleveland, you're going to play. Cleveland's money still checks out. It still spins. It's still green. I still think Alex Smith is who's going to end up there. I'd be very, very surprised if he doesn't. Um, The Bengals, I don't know what what they're going to do. Look for McCarron. Big E said this a while back. Watch McCarron go free agent to the Steelers. Or the Browns wanted him once. Would they want him again? I'd tell you. I know you like him. He could go to the Steelers, and I bet he would probably have a Roethlisberger-like end of his career. (laughs) Well, you remember Roethlisberger when he came out. Yeah. He sat behind Tommy Maddox until he got hurt. Ben fell into the right rose garden. He did. Plain and simple. Now, McCarron, yeah, I thought he should have got a chance. Um all you got to go on is basically the Pittsburgh playoff game. And if you got Blodine as your center, hopefully he will not be back. What do you, I mean, how are you going to stand up like Dalton? He got killed. 
Yeah. Ooga Boogie was horrible at left tackle. He's got to go. Fisher, heart problems. Can't see him coming back. And Trey Hopkins was off the scrap heap. And I still say to this day that McCarron had us in a position to win that playoff game. He Absolutely. Really he yeah. won that playoff game until Pac-Man and Vontez did their thing. Well, the Jeremy Hill fumble with a minute 33 left didn't help either. Take a knee. Yeah. Kick the field goal. Right. Fall on the ball. Just do whatever you got to do to hold on to it. Okay, you watched Pittsburgh yesterday, I assume. I did. A lot of finger pointing at Tomlin, a lot of finger pointing not at Tomlin. Yeah. Um, Warranted or not, there was a lot of mistakes. There was, there were some questionable things. Um, the one for me that really changed the complexion of that game, and it was early, they had a fourth down. And I agree with the call for them to go for the fourth down. But use your 6'5 quarterback. Exactly. You have a 6'5 six, six, quarterback that goes 270 at least, and you throw the ball five yards backwards. Or you give it to Roosevelt Nix, who's 270 pounds, yeah. and just say, go. Yeah, I couldn't well, the second that, one. Yeah. I didn't have a real problem. Of course, in the replay, showed a pretty good hold. This should have been pass interference. But yeah. twice, and you don't – I just wonder Ben checked out of the play. Yeah. Nobody has said that yet, but I just wonder if he didn't want to get in there and get smashed. Yeah. I mean, Could be. And when you're that when you're that situation, fourth down, you just need a half a yard, take you your big forward. body and fall forward for a yard, get it. Yeah, and, the second one, the backward thing, like, wow, that's an interesting <laughs> play call. Yeah. You got – Anything for the Ohio State side? You got a whole notebook firing at me here. Oh, no, I've, I got some things written down just from the playoff games yesterday that I wanted to, to remember. Uh, but as far as the Michigan stuff goes, you know, I'm a little bummed that Ortez isn't here. I wanted to go one on one with a comrade, but we'll have another yeah. one. Oh, he doesn't want to be called Comrade Junior. No Comrade Junior. Nope, not okay. allowed to call him Comrade Junior. Right. So I'm working on you know something more right. appropriate. Okay, we will have another one. All right. Hopefully, the next one will be for the airwaves of. I'll leave that one at that. Otherwise, we'll get it arranged. Not a problem. I won't rag on him too much since he's not here. Hell, why not? He would. (laughs) I would. I know, but that's what what makes us stand out from Ohio State fans. Class. Just from the guy that wanted to beat everybody up two years ago? I'm down here. I learned new words from you that day. Absolutely. A new canoe, some farm implements. That was the year that I won't. I won't say too much about that game, but that was the year that I didn't agree with the Zebras a lot. I don't know the last game you did agree with the Zebras. <laughs> that that was the worst of the worst. You didn't survive that day. No. Nah. No. Nah. That, ru- that was a rough day for me. You've had a lot of those, yeah. unfortunately. Come on, throw some Ohio State. I see your Ohio State tattoo. <laughs> and for those that can't see this, he did lose a bet. He honored it. Don't you have one on your leg, too, or is that comrade? No. Just, just he does keep one. it well hidden. Yeah. I will say uh, that. But he yeah. does have the block O. I, I, I made a bet with a friend uh, five years ago, and we had to keep it for five years. So after the game next year, I can get it removed. Um, and for those that want to know what game it was, it was straight up on the game where we scored a touchdown with 21 seconds left and went for two-point conversion to win instead of kicking the extra point to tie. And we didn't convert. I was like yesterday. Yeah. How many bidders you think in Vegas were thrilled about that ending? Oh, man. Yeah, I saw that five and a half points was and the And they line. don't kick the and extra kick which the extra why point. would they? Right. But I'm going, well, there's a lot of happy people, and there's a whole lot of angry people oh, yeah. right about now. But why kick it? You know? Come on, give me what you got here. Well, um, what are your thoughts, Mark, on uh, Big Ben? Do you think he's going to hang him up now that after this season, or do you think that there's more in the tank for him? I think Big Ben – is a lot like LeBron. I think they love the spotlight. I think they love being, for lack of a better word, drama. If he was going to do it, and yesterday, and, and you being a former pitcher, if you'd have got shelled, you're not going, I'm done. 
Right. You're going to go, no, I'm coming back to win one. Okay, let's see how you feel in a month, two months. And you to this day, still, I still go through it. When it starts getting about a month from now, you start getting that itch for spring training. You start remembering your routine of, oh, yeah, I want to go back with all my boys. I want to go back with my teammates. I don't think he retires yet. One more year, what else are you going to do? He's still very capable. Um, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he'll play it out for a while. I got to go talk to my wife. I got to go talk to whoever, but he'll be back. And I still to this day don't think LeBron's leaving Cleveland. I don't think, where's he going to go and get the max that he can get here? But to me, if he leaves again, he's a gypsy. That's your legacy. You bounce from one to the other to the other. Stay where you're at. You know, you wanted to go out and get Isaiah Thomas, so you got him. Well, it's going to take a little time for it to blend in. I don't think either one of them go anywhere. I hope. Who's the who's Pittsburgh's backup right now? Landry, Landry Jones. Jones. Landry Jones. And the third string would be Josh Dobbs out of Tennessee. At least they think. Well, you remember they brought in Landry Jones in that playoff game and they had to yank him right away. And, of course, the Bengals being geniuses couldn't remember, oh, yeah, Ben can't throw it deep. Yeah. So we'll play deep. No, that they've got to find somebody. Big E might be right. I could see McCarron going there. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot of teams need one. <laughs> yeah. On the other hand, I think I don't know that he's got the talent, but I know what he does have is a winning mentality. He's been he's been there and he's won games. He doesn't get rattled. Yeah. Dalton, they better change to yellow pants soon because when it comes bright lights, his pants get. Real yellow. I honestly don't think Dalton has ever won a championship at any level. I don't think he's ever won a peewee, a high school, a college. I just don't think he's he's cut out. He doesn't have the he's not the breed for these big games. I don't. I like him as a quarterback, but I would agree with you. I don't think he's got. And the game that stands out to me is the Colts playoff game a couple of years ago when they had everybody receiver hurt. Mm-hmm. You're playing Rex Burkhead as a wide receiver instead of elevating your practice squad. If that's Tom Brady, if that's Favre, if it's Rodgers, whoever. They find a way to win. You don't totally crap down your pants, and that's what Dalton did. Now, granted, last year the offensive line was awful. But a good quarterback makes up for that. You find ways to win, and he has not done that. They've won games, a lot of games, which is better than the 3-13s and 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 2-14s, but I don't play to get to the dance. If I get there, I'm stepping and fetching. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm doing every dance move I got, and I don't think he's got the guts – is probably the best way to put it, to get them there and keep them there. Now, if they get a good offensive line, it improves it. I just don't see him – God, I don't want to say even in the Blake Bortles category, but Bortles is going to the dance. Foles is going to the dance. Case Keenum was bad. And all of a sudden, he's good. <laughs> so it can happen. I just don't – I see Keenum having more intestinal fortitude than I do Dalton. Wouldn't bother me if they traded him and kept McCarron. It's not going to happen, but right. I wouldn't bother me one bit. If, if you're playing on a Sunday at 1 o'clock, I'll take Dalton over anybody. As soon as they turn the lights on as or it gets they, dark, yep. When the lights it. go on or it's on national television, it's over. I think they got to get back to the three tailbacks at the start of the year. No. Jeremy Hill was a mistake to even bring him back. You drafted Mixon. Geo's a nice third down back. And two or three games here, he's going to get you 100 and a half. But Jeremy Hill won't come back no matter what. That fumble will haunt him forever. Um, it doesn't seem like they need that much. And I got to, as much as I'm not in favor of Marvin coming back, and I'm not, I think radio is the only job you can have where you fail consistently and keep a job. But 
on paper what he's brought in coaching wise i'm not too bad so far i don't get the cowboy line coach what's up with that they're blaming him the scapegoat Eh, i don't know you got to have players but the rest of the staff not so bad so far which makes you think all right maybe marvin realizes okay this is my last two years i'm going to tell the people and show them here's what i've been dealing with mike brown but that was such a the way it was handled what a joke i didn't see the contract of the extension uh maybe they're maybe he uh negotiated a little bit more control over who was hired and fired from what i understand that was the main sticking point one they weren't paying the assistants proper wages and two he wanted control of who he brought in well obviously when you're dumping gunther and alexander and all their old rummies tells me that was the big part now does it make a difference still the same players hearing the same voice out of him that doesn't improve his clock management i'd like to see him win obviously it sure gets ugly when they lose now i want to get your opinion on this how much do you think a head coach influences a team which how, how much do you want? football how much how much blame should they take and how much praise should they take I'll go through every the four. Well, I can't go through hockey because they drop the puck and I don't know what the hell a coach does. Let, let me rephrase the question like this: So you take the Bengals team right now that they had this year, coached by Bill Belichick. How many wins do they have? They're still playing. I agree with now. You. That being said, I would say, and as much as I hate Matt Patricia, he reminds me of Rob Ryan. Go find the barber shop, man. You're a mess. Get out of it. But if Belichick demands respect. They'd, be, they'd still be playing. One, because I don't think Dalton's still be on the ball club. <laughs> you know. But there's a lot to – you played for plenty of guys. You either respect them or you don't. You don't have to like them, but you know they're going to get you to the promised land. I think in football, and people argue this with me on baseball till the cows come home, a manager, Joe Madden, proved with the Cubs. A good manager will make 15-game difference minimum, and Brian Price has proven that for four years. He takes five, 15 to 20 wins away from a club every year. And the players have to play, no question. I used Tomlin yesterday. Did he influence that game? Sure he did. I don't have a problem, like you said, going fourth and whatever. But my God, those calls? Seriously? So, no, I think to answer your question, if the Bengals had Belichick, any of the top coaches, they'd still be playing. I think so, too. There's too much talent on that team to, to not even be – in the playoff run at the end of the I year. give Marvin his due for getting the culture, but that was 16 years ago now. Right. You know, if you lose seven straight, and Andy Reid's done it too, but you don't reward somebody for this. You, you don't. I just don't. There's a time for a new voice. Now, was there going to be somebody else out there better? I think you could have found somebody. But Mikey doesn't want to go look. He likes comfort. He likes familiarity. But all those changes that Marvin's made tells me Marvin finally said, you know what, folks? Here's what I've been dealing with. I'm either going to get this or I can go anywhere and get a coordinator job. And that's what he did. Yeah. But all the sports, basketball, I would, God, I don't want to say that's probably the most influential because you can run guys in and out. You know, baseball, you can't. Football, you can. Um, but a coach makes a huge difference. If a guy is a bad coach, you're not winning anything because you're just not. It's. X's and O's, but it's still the Johns and Joes have to play. Right, and I think that maybe maybe the Bengals learned a lesson with Dusty Baker that you know they got rid of him too soon. 
Uh, he, he, it was time for him to go, trust me. But replacing him with Brian Price was obviously not the well, way Well, that was it. a player's deal. Yeah. You know, there was rumors that he was going to Seattle, and the Reds panicked, and the pitchers wanted him, and you got what you asked for. Yeah, I wish Seattle had him. If you were a pitching guru like he's supposed to be, why are all these young studs horrible? They're up here on your big club for the most part. How can they be this bad? And there's got to be – something has got to be fixed along the lines in the Reds organization in the minor leagues with their their – handling of these health issues and in, in their medical team paging dr Krimchik. Yeah, too many of these guys are getting hurt would i mean homer bailey spends most of his last three years on the dl i watched before the football games and in baseball and basketball some of the nonsense these guys do to get loose we never did that one i couldn't do that without ripping my legs apart i don't know for you as a pitcher but for me as a player i could jog to left field and back throw a little bit and i was ready Right. Now, all this, I think a lot of this other than the elastic band and the trainer up between your legs and off and up. No. The guys are so tight now, one good fart and they're done. Yeah. Eric Davis was that way. I don't go for the – there's a reason for offseason. Your body has to get a rest. It's like a football or baseball field. If you don't let that field rest, it's never going to grow grass again. But everybody's 12 months a year. Hell, you went through it in college. You know what it's like. Scholarship, the parents, it's big money. Little League, you played on a title team. I don't I don't mind the Little League World Series, but putting kids that age on national TV, I have a little trouble with that. I mean, yeah, I just, that's that just far. me. <laughs> but it's just these kids emulate anything and everything they see. To me, that's a little early. I mean, you've heard the stories down at Dr. Krimchik. These kids coming in at 13 wanting Tommy John surgery and they haven't got anything on with their arm. Yeah. It's like there's a serious problem with that, folks. I have a lot of trouble with the Reds, and you are right on the money with their minor league handling of players. Tom Browning, I'd love to play for him as a pitching coach. Get the ball, throw strikes, don't screw around. I talked to him, God, it's been seven years ago, and I asked him about that. How does your philosophy go with the big club? And he goes, it doesn't. That's why I'm not higher up. I get it, I throw it, I throw strikes, I, I go. They want all this other nonsense. That, to me, is where a lot of injuries come now. A guy like Castillo, they're trying to protect him. Strasburg was the same way, and how'd that work out? If you're going to get hurt, you're going to get hurt. As long as you're not stupid and you're throwing a guy out there three times a week to throw 300 pitches, okay, I get that. But Gaylord Perry, Marischal, Gibson, Drysdale all threw 200 pitches in a game many times. They never were on the DL. Right, there was no pitch count going on. And- the Braves threw every day. That was their philosophy. Every day. You liked them because they told us, any left-handers you got, we'll take them sight unseen. They're just not out there. But they throw every day one way or the other. If you're going to get hurt, you're going to get hurt. Either your body can take it or not. Your body right now is David Wells and King Kong Bundy. (laughs) You're not going to pull a muscle. Fat guys don't get hurt. That's just the way it is. Mickey Lolich, David Wells. I can go down the list to pitch Rick Russell. But they're effective. All this other nonsense is gymnastics and garbage. You're getting loose. No. No, 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 no. I don't need somebody pulling my leg over my head. That's how my leg will tear apart. Right. But the original point, no, I think a coach by far, and I think, and I've had this argument, I'll ask you, in the major sports, which job is tougher is the manager or head coach? And why? I would probably say football in that regard, just because your your window of opportunity is so much smaller. You know, your 16-game schedule versus an 82 or 162. 
A lot more room for error in a 162-game schedule than there is in a 16-game schedule. But in football, you've got coordinators that take care of defense, offensive play calling. Right, but it still all comes back onto you. How many How many Latins, how many different nationalities are on a football team compared to baseball? Two. There's two compared, Black and white. To, compared to seven or eight. Baseball, you've got... Yeah, you name it. The language barrier, that that's something I didn't think of. The language barrier would be a lot As a harder. manager, the hardest thing for me was you have, and I, this is going to come out wrong, but you have little groups, which is natural because they understand each other. You have the Latins in this corner of the dugout. You have the Dominicans over here. You have the black guys over here. You have the white guys over here. And all of a sudden, you're trying to juggle all that. Right. That, to me, has always been the hardest because you're trying to please 25 guys we're in football. Yeah, I can run you in and out, maybe. And I don't have the language barrier. Basketball, eh, not so much. There's a hoop, shoot it. You know, baseball has always been that one sport that makes a big difference. It's not It's not easy, you know. So, yeah, I'm just kind of curious what which way you want to yeah, go with that. I, I, I never thought about the language barrier thing. And that, I mean, obviously some of these guys that are coming over, uh, from Japan, they bring the translators and whatnot, but it's still yeah, what communication a great job. is. Sit in the dugout, yeah. translate, go to the – well, minor league ball is probably the worst because this is the first time they're in the States trying to order dinner, trying to get their rent paid even or right. a phone hooked up. They have no clue. Hopefully you get a veteran that speaks the language and can kind of take care of them. But – man, I've seen too many times where they – go, and even with the Dragons, they go across the bricks or wherever and the fun starts. Right. You know, so it's not it's not baseball still the hardest. What else you got over there for me? I know you got some more. Well, something we haven't touched upon that I mean was one of the craziest finishes I've ever seen in a football game last night: the Saints and the Vikings. Yeah, and that was Marcus that was Williams exciting. Is on the bridge, or yeah. trying to talk him off. Yeah, that must be the DB from the Saints that it is. took a big old whiff there. <laughs> I a lot of people had said, well, he didn't want to hit him; it was a penalty. How are you going to hit him when you didn't even look at him? Right, your head's down now. There's a lot of different theories of that. Well, if you tackle him, the clock runs out. He's, you know, I don't – that's the damnedest play I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how to explain it. I heard the kid take credit for it. I didn't want to hit him. Dude, where's the rest of your defensive backs? Right. You know, that was a 61-yard throw. But that was – I'll tell you how bad it was. With 10 seconds ago, I'm sitting there writing the story already. Fantastic finish. I don't even remember how I said it. Something about the Saints. And all of a sudden, I look up and went, oh, man. <laughs> I got to race this and start over. I just sat here shaking my head laughing, going, no. But, yeah, how would you like to ride home on that bus back to New Orleans? Yeah, that would not be a fun bus ride. That's I wonder quiet. if he's going to have a contract come next camp. Rookie. He, he, yeah, he went to the Bengals School of Tackling, that's for sure. Well, he went to the Brown School of Defensive Backs, too. <laughs> I'm not touching you. Who you got now? The two games coming up, NFC first, Philadelphia, hosting Minnesota. Mm. As much as I'd like to see Minnesota win and get that home Super Bowl. That would be funny. That would be fun. Uh, but I, I think that the Eagles I think the Eagles are going to be able to pull that one out. Who shows up first, Nick Foles or the real Case Keenum? Uh, well, the real Case Keenum will show up early. Uh, let's say two, tur- two turnovers in the first half. He threw half. that balloon yesterday, and I thought – yeah, they got Bradford warming up in the bullpen right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I think I'd give Philadelphia the edge because it's outside this time. It's not going to be in a dome. But God, Minnesota, that game yesterday makes you go, man, there's some magic going on here. Right. And sooner or later, they're going to get a Super Bowl in somebody's own house. And to see Zimmer 
do it. Got to love it. Yeah, that would be sweet for me. The Patriots, as much as I want to see Jacksonville take them down, I, just, I, can't, I can't see it. I think they can do it. I, I, I think they can do it. Their defense will keep them in a game against anybody. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's the they real gave deal. They 42 yesterday. It doesn't matter. Do you know what that, the key to that game is going to be is Bortles. Yeah. Is it Bortles and James shows up, or yeah. is it going to be Johnny Unitas Bortles, Bortles shows up? If Bortles can just even contain, keep the game under control like he did yesterday. Like Bortles yesterday for the first three quarters was 9 for 20. Give the uh, ball to Fournette, man. That's it. Yeah. Get just out of the way. Just give it to Fournette and get out of the way. And, Yel- and Yeldon played well, too, though. He did. Oh, I'd love to see it. I think if Jacksonville can get to Brady a couple times early and knock him down, he'll take a 15-yard penalty. Let him know you're here. I give up 15 yards a I don't want to say test his knee out, but that's a good way to do it. Get him out of the game. Let it rough him up. That's where he's not comfortable. I don't want to see the Patriots win again, and not because I don't want to see the best team win. I just not – I don't like Matt Patricia, man. Sorry. <laughs> I just don't like the guy. You know, if you had a beard, you'd look just like him. Well, that just Lions, came off yesterday. <laughs> the Lions are looking forward to seeing him show up. Yeah. Stay in the losing bracket, Detroit. You're yeah. gonna love him. I'd love to, like I said, love to see Minnesota, Jacksonville. I don't think it's gonna happen. Uh, probably gonna get Philadelphia, New England. But I would love to see the Jags pull it off against Patriots. I think we're all sick of seeing the Patriots in it every year. You're, and I know we're jumping around here, but that's all right. We're allowed to. <laughs> the college football playoffs. Your assessment of that? Uh, I think it's gonna have to go to eight teams soon. At least eight teams. Um, especially with what Central Florida was able to do this year. Boise State did it a few yeah. years ago, and they didn't do anything. Yeah, that's, well, they didn't have a four-team playoff then. But yeah, That's right, they did. Yeah, that was before that. What do um, you do to make it better? Use the bowl games as the playoffs? That's what I'd do. I think at least one team from every Power Five conference has to be represented. If not, why have it? Exactly. Um, and then you take your teams like UCF, who everybody said didn't belong this year, and look what they did to Auburn. Uh, I think that... I mean, it was funny. The billboard that they had put up that in Tuscaloosa that Loved said, you, know, you want a home home series? <laughs> Are you opposed to two teams from the same conference like we got? I'm not. The only thing in basketball that plays out, so it can happen, and Michigan and Purdue did it a couple of times. But mm-hmm. I agree with you. they got to put at least one from the Power Five. Now, how do you go after that? Auburn should never have been in there if you go on record alone. But when you knock off number one, number one, back-to-back, you're going to get a ticket to the dance. Yep. So I don't know how – I don't know what the answer is. I just know that four-week in between, no. And don't sing me about school and exams because you know as a college athlete and so do I, they just kind of get in the way once in a while. <laughs> exactly. You know, maybe you find a classroom once in a while. But to me, use the bowl games, keep the teams somewhat fresh instead of wasting all this time and build up. Hell, you almost forgot the games were coming on because the NFL had started, college basketball had started. I, there's got to be a better answer, but were you surprised or disappointed Alabama won that? Uh, definitely not surprised. Um, not really disappointed either. I'm not, not a hater of Alabama. Um, they've proven year after year that they're the best team, and when everybody says they shouldn't even be in it, they go and What's the worst play? They're, they're cornerback for Georgia, the guy for the, uh, the Saints. Oh, Who blew it worse? I'd still go to the guy with the Saints right now. <laughs> uh, He's not going to be man, having fun. I don't know. Both of them are why. Oh, boy. Yeah. Wow. But, I mean, you put you put the best four teams, you put the best eight teams, you put the best 16 teams. Somebody's going to bitch. If, if you're always going to have somebody upset about something, and if the two teams that come out, that he come through the fire and the flames are from the same conference, and so be it, those are your two best teams. And 
I still go back to Ohio State, Michigan, 42-39. Number one, number two, they should have played again. 2007? Seven or eight. Yeah. They should have played again. Now, would they today? Probably not. It's not SEC. Right, but they they might have both been in the top four and got a chance to play each other again. Well, the way the rankings fell, all those teams, Clemson, Georgia, stayed in the top four, so yeah, they should have. That could have happened. I got to mention something before I forget this because you are a wrestling fan, also not yeah, wrestling. That's a funny stuff yeah. in college and <laughs> Olympics. I just saw the new WWE Hall of Fame class of 2018, the first entrant. Oh, I haven't heard Goldberg. Oh. Yep, I just saw it before you uh, came over. That's a little disappointing. <laughs> yeah, you know, who would you put in it in in? Now, Moondog Spot and Rex would be my first choice, but yeah, I'd I'd have to look over the list of who's not in that that should be. in. I notice a lot more Georgia Championship guys are in the yeah. TNT and all that. Uh, we got to be coming to the point in time where these guys that from WCW are about ready to go into the Hall of Fame. Well, Goldberg, like the Halls and the Nashes, and the I don't know if you can get Scott Hall out of here, <laughs> right? Or six-pack. Now, Nash, I thought he was in. He might be. I remember when he went solo, he was in a tag team called the Master Blasters. There's one for you. Yeah. He's standing under UD Arena after he gets out of the match. They had big black jumpsuits, and he had charcoal all over his face. He has a bad look. He comes back through the curtain. I, I want to say it was Dusty Rhodes. It was either him or Flair. said, if you want to make it, you got to go solo. Smart choice. Yeah. Now, the wrestling guru is sent a question in and asked us to compare eras of wrestling and what we think of today's wrestling. Now, you're more in tune with today's than I am. And I think I saw you, no, maybe it was him, said something about that Ricochet guy, whoever the hell he is. That was, I posted something about Ricochet. It's coming up from the bottom. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not a big fan of the acrobatic wrestlers. The luchadors? Yeah, that too. <laughs> I don't tear the mask off, man. Get No. I like the old guys. Um, the Bundys, Sid Vicious, Arn Anderson, still one of my favorites. Yeah, I know a lot of people. The one thing that's missing for me is the guys today don't handle the microphone near as well as the old guys. I've never been a big Hogan guy. I don't take my vitamins. I don't say my prayers and all that. And you can tell I work out <laughs> vigorously. Flair seems like he's everywhere now. I mean, everything on the internet's a Ric Flair, and he's on our page, which you know, <laughs> it's everywhere. To get the chance to meet him as I did, the nicest guy you'd ever meet. Never forgot your name. But to see, he's not a big guy by any stretch. You know, and his back's got dimples, golf balls, where he had that plane crash. But to see him take the beating that he takes night after night, it just, you earn a lot of respect. Now, being a wrestling fan, you know how the game works. But when we had the chance to do the bell ring, and you're right there, and the only rule was you can't laugh because it's being taped on TV, so you can't laugh. But to hear the conversations that they're having and knowing, because Flair taught Tony and I both the chop, the flop, the whole deal. <laughs> so now you're like, oh, man, that kind of ruined things for you. <laughs> you knew it, but now you're right there watching it, and you see how things are done. You know, I, think, I told a story last week. When Tony and I got in the ring, I thought, hell, I'm going to bounce off the ropes right here. I ran across, hit the rope, and folded like an accordion. I thought every rib in my body broke. And I hear Flair laughing from behind us in the tunnel. Son, I better show you how to do that. 
Well, now you know the way they do it is they put their butt on the middle rope when they go into it. It's how they don't kill themselves. Right. But just seeing those guys go over the top rope 15 feet straight down on a gym mat, and there's some big old boys that doing it. The new era, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of. Um, like I said there's just not that personality, I guess. Even there's no Gordon Soley, there's no Mean Gene Okerlund or a Jesse DeBody ringside. Um, now I know the Guru likes the technical, so he'd love Dean Malenko and the Man of a Thousand Holds. Right. I'm not. I'm just. You watch all the pay per views too. So I know you're really in tune with this far more than I am. Yeah, I, I think the problem probably as far as no no charisma, new charisma characters and stuff like that is everything's scripted for these guys now. It was I mean, back then too. Uh, they handed the Rock a mic and said, "Here, go, you know, go." He was good at it. And too. He was good at it. Rocky Maivia. And they'll still let him. They'll still give him free range, and he's about the only one. So these guys are doing exactly what they're told. Well, Roman Reigns is about. Dumb as a box of rocks from what it sounds like. Oh, yeah. And they basically have to say say this. And he still can't say it. That's why I thought they put Heyman with him right. instead of Lesnar. Although, he's good with Lesnar. Well, Lesnar can't talk either. No, but if there's a champion that can play the part, it's him. Right. He looks the part. Reigns is, eh, I don't know. And the other, um, the lunatic dude. Uh, Dean Ambrose. That's him. Cincinnati. Cincinnati supposedly. native. Yeah, I mean, I can deal with him. He's funny. Yeah. The rest of them, I just yeah, not. I think in, instead of giving him Roman Paul Heyman, they're putting him back in the shield, trying to get him over the fans yeah, again. Good luck with that. It's just not going to happen. They still boo all three of them. Will you or will we see the day wrestling drifts away? Uh, not as long as the McMahon family has a hold of the business. They just fall in yeah. and come right out. Yeah. They always come out smelling like a rose. But some of the storylines are just yeah, the, so stupid. The storylines are bad. The writing is... I think worse than ever. What's well, Old Timers Day? You got Kurt Angle coming back. You got yeah. what's his twenty fifth anniversary? You got Sting. Sting. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, Sting. Tony knows exactly <laughs> what I'm just saying too. <laughs> but you got all these old guys coming back, which okay, I get that. But why aren't you promoting the younger guys? Yeah. Uh, well, eventually these old guys aren't going to be able to come back and, and save the day anymore. Which I think the only one that that has the power to do it now in the future would be John Cena. And he's going down the same road The Rock is with the acting and the, I and the look hosting. Up. Yeah, so he's on Nickelodeon now yeah, or something. Doing Nickelodeon shows and everything else. I got to look up Scott Hall. I don't, God, I don't think he's in. On any other hand, I want to think I could remember him <laughs> on the podium with Nash and. Uh, he was probably there to induct Shawn Michaels uh, when when he went in. Because they were all part of the. I just seem to remember those three standing there, but I don't know how you get X Pac and him together at the same time unless they're on a weekend pass somewhere. <laughs> But, yeah, I, I just don't watch it near as much. I don't know that it will continue on, but like I said, McMahon's just seem – I guess they're over in Japan real big now too, but that is just gold. Yeah. You know, I'd like to see Vince get back into football if he doesn't screw it up. If he does it like the Uf, USFL was intended, it'll work. You just can't go head-to-head with the NFL. No. Now, the salary fight would be tremendous. But trying the XFL nonsense and all that, that ain't working. Now, you go head-to-head, I think he's got a chance. But that's about the only thing I know that man's ever touched it, turned to dirt. Yeah, that's about the only thing. I wonder what he hate me is doing now. I wonder if he's still Living around. off his name, yeah. signing cards somewhere. <laughs> I can't remember what that guy's name was. I wonder if the guy he went to, a, I thought, a Mac school on top of that. Maybe not. 
You got anything else you want to throw out? And I was trying to think of who won the MVP of the league the year that the XFL was around. I just posted yesterday the WFL, World Football League, all the old teams. It lasted two years. The Shreveport Steamers, two teams in Alabama, Birmingham Barons, and I forget the other one. Birmingham Barons, that's where Michael Jordan played. Yep, the old, oh, man, I knew some guys were on that team. They loved life. They did not want to get promoted. Got the bus, got all the food, got all the rock star treatment, and they still say he just wanted to go play baseball. Everybody that believes that will stand on your head now. Rod Smart. That's it, he, Rod Smart. Easy hate me. See, there you go. See, I'm nice I'm, job. I'm, and I'm adding something. The second Tommy Maddox reference of the show, oh <laughs> Tommy, Maddox Tommy Maddox was the MVP of the XFL in the You're one right. year. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ben, ben, big Ben likes him <laughs> a lot. Current sports going on right now, Which what are you following the most? Uh, right now, the – the playoffs, uh, the the football. It's been, it's been uh, as much as the beginning of the year. I didn't want to watch because of all the politics and stuff that was being brought into it. Uh, that's gone away. That's fortunately died off. Yeah, that that has died off. Um, it's been great football games down down the stretch here, and I've, I've just really enjoyed the playoffs. And I, th- I think it's great for the sport, and I think it'd be good for the sport even to get some teams in there like the like the Vikings and the Jags. Eight teams yeah. out of twelve didn't make it last right. year. That's amazing. Yeah, that shows that there's a lot of parity in the NFL now. Which... I just wonder if the Steelers will hit the skids now, or do they reload? Yeah, I think they just they just reload. They're they got a lot of holes. Yeah, but if you got Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, you, you know, got a chance. I, every yeah. every time that we think the Steelers are are done for, they. Just bring up a new guy. I mean, Antonio Brown came out of nowhere, and you know, so Shazier. Yeah, I never thought he'd be worth anything. Right, guys that you wouldn't think would be that great in the NFL just seem to go to Pittsburgh and, and find a. Todd Haley will be looking yeah, for a job though. Find a yeah. good home there. Him and Ben yelling at each other yesterday. I yeah. enjoyed that one a yeah. lot. Tommy Maddox for offensive coordinator for Pittsburgh. <laughs> Charlie Badge. Kidna. John Kidna. <laughs> We want him back. No, John Kenda for QB coach for Cincinnati. Yeah, but they didn't hire him. They brought in Alex Van Pill. Yeah. Good Lord. Mm. Kenda would turn things around immediately. Point to the sky when you <laughs> say that. Touch your wristband. <laughs> I noticed again yesterday, and I wrote this, I don't know, two weeks ago, how many times during the games the word great was used? A simple pass. A yeah. simple t- That was a great play. Overused? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, announcers trying to – Trying to make you know, I guess get. Yeah, how about Fouts the other on. day? Do you happen to hear his talk about Keith Jackson? Uh-uh. Oh my God, he was talking in the middle of game about it was Jacksonville and Buffalo's game, if I remember right. He's talking about Keith. No, it could have been. It had to be this week. The Jacksonville or Keith Jackson passed away. Blah blah blah. And Jacksonville's really playing well right now. It's too bad. It's like what? <laughs> what? What does that got to do with anything? It was like, man, that came out of nowhere. He yeah. got rocked pretty good on Facebook about that one. Yeah. Left field. I was like, well, yeah. Now, he was a legend voice that I grew up on. Chris Schenkel, probably before your time. Yeah. Did basketball, NBA, and did bowling on Wide World of Sports. Um, some of the other voices, I saw a lot of people listed. Uh, Jim Nance, Jack Buck, okay. Vin Scully was another one I grew up on. Tony Kubek, Kurt Gowdy. Um, see, you're, you're a lot younger than I am, so I don't know who the voices you hear are now or who you followed. Well, the first the first baseball announcers I can remember, this is going to make you feel old, was uh, uh, Joe Morgan and John Miller. I remember them doing the Sunday night baseball games. Yeah, they'd have only been off a couple of years. Couple of yeah. years. I yeah. won't watch 
ESPN Sunday Night Baseball anymore. I've written it many times. As long as that lady's on Mendoza, no, oh, yeah, I ain't watching it. That's why Cruck quit. That's why Dan Schulman's leaving. It isn't a fashion show. She's reading stats. That's it. She right. couldn't tell you a curveball from. I'm not allowed to use that word, but it rhymes with bunt. <laughs> She's not good. <laughs> oh, see a fastball right by Trav. You, you gotta be. Ready with your glove there, son. Come on. It's not about being a woman. I mean, if you're smart No, if you're talented. Like, put 12 on there, I'd listen to it. She knows what she's talking about. That's a good a good lead-in. Because one of our boys, Paulie, the Bengal fan, just rails about women not belonging on sports pages, sports talk, in general. My contention is they know more than he does. We've got probably... I'd be willing to guess 15 females that I can think off the top of my head that probably are pretty good. And 12, yes. I'd put her up against anybody in a sports contest. Um, but as you said, I'm, I can use Susie Culber. I can – Linda Cohn I've kind of grown with. But the ones in miniskirts on ESPN and Fox, no. Yeah, the if same, I want that, I'll turn the bikini channel on, yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't – I want sports. The big difference. Um the sports that you hear now, whether it be TV, whether it be radio, what's the one thing that bothers you the most about what they do with it today? Is it just they're all trying to be comedians, trying to be the show? What irritates you the most with it? I think it's, yeah, when, when they try to be the show and not just let you know what's going on when, they, you know, when they're trying to cut up and things like that. And when they make one point and they just have to drive it home the entire game, it'll be like just one little thing they go off on. And they have to make mention of it every five seconds, whether it be that, you know, the say one kid had uh, robbed a convenience store or something. They bring it up like every five seconds. During well, they've the game. got their own catchphrase and they beat it in right. the ground. Right. That's it's sports talk for a reason. That's what drives me nuts. I don't want to hear all the other. I want you, Lee, whoever. I want to know what you want to talk about. Right. That's why it's called sports talk, not sports babble. You don't need to hear the same guy talking all the time. So, I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, that was that another was, another thing that annoys me about announcers is the, the the teams that are always there, even if they're playing terrible. The announcers are always trying to find a way to build them up, make them look good, or see the Patriots, or make excuses for them. See the Steelers, yeah, i.e., the Patriots or the Steelers. It's a well, it's the old saying: winners get the calls, yeah, and the other ones go home. Do you get back out to Wright State much at all? Are you involved uh, at all out there? No. Um, I haven't been there in a long time. I didn't say uh, class. I meant school. <laughs> well, I didn't go to a lot of classes. I got I invited there. to a class once in college. I know. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't been out there. I mean, I drive by the baseball field every now and again you know, and check it out, but I haven't been out there or had anything to do with the, the university in quite a while. They don't invite you back to the alumni no, stuff, no, any no. of that? I don't know. Is there bridges burning out there I'm sensing? <laughs> there might be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of thinking there might be a few on the on the blaze. Yeah. Lee, what do you, you got a lot of stuff I know you wrote down too. I do have a lot of stuff, but uh, first, since we have a new voice on the podcast, I'm going to ask you, what's your history in sports? Uh, well, my history in sports is pretty much baseball only. Never played football, basketball. I played basketball when I was younger, but never competitively. Um played with uh patterson park for most of my career won a state title in 1994 little league state title god that makes me feel old yeah 
Our sign still hangs there on, on Irving at the Little League Fields. I'm looking at a team I, picture over there from I, 1994, and you're playing Little League ball. <laughs> I pass by that oh all the time back. to get to the Frick Center, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep, still you, did, you did get some time in pro ball, though. Uh, I had a cup of coffee. It tasted good, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I played at Carroll. Uh, we had some good teams out of Carroll. There was a lot of kids that went on to play college ball out of Carroll. Um, a couple of them at Wright State. I uh, had a chance to play with some great guys. Uh, Chris Coleman, Dan Biedenharn, uh Jack Leopard. I think you know Where him. Where did Chris end up playing? I thought of him Chris, earlier. He, right State. He did go. I thought mm-hmm. he did, and I couldn't remember. Yeah, and I played summer ball with all the Bobby Gettys and the Chris Jurgens and the Jimmy Roses and a couple of big names from, from that era around here anyways. Well, you ended up playing in Evansville. I know you said you played that ballpark for a while. Yeah, well, I signed with the Evansville Otters in 2005. Never made it out of spring training. They were the triplets back yeah. years and years ago. Yeah. That was the Tigers AAA club. But, you know, even a cup of coffee, you wouldn't trade the day. You can say you did it. Yeah, it was a good experience. You signed your name on a contract, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I did. I mean, to this day, and I don't know if you noticed it when you came through, one of my, I guess, proudest possessions is my first baseball contract from Tops. Never yeah. cashed that check. Still in the frame. I mean, you can say you did it. And as you know, like you just ripped off a bunch of guys' names, how many of those guys could have played and never got a chance? Yeah. This area alone has so many talented players that never got the chance. Oh, yeah. So, I don't care if you played one inning or if you were Moonlight Graham. You got your name in the book, and that's something nobody can take away. Exactly. You know, yeah, it it took me a long time when I got home. And a guy I worked for actually brought this up. Um, he said, would you have rather gone there and played bad or known you could still play? I always hate when they make sense when you don't feel like <laughs> it. But it took a long – because you're, you're hurt and you're bitter when you get let go. Yeah. Because um, I got some nice surgery out of it. But you're lucky, but you don't – it's like in college. You probably look back now and go, yeah, that guy wasn't so bad after all. He gave me the chance. But at the time – right. He's not a very nice person. Yeah, 18, dumb, stupid. <laughs> and now you're what, 33, Three, dumb, dumb, stupid. Dumb, stupid. <laughs> well, it's like experience. You don't make a mistake once. You're doing it seven, eight times. That's right. The thing is, I'm sure you kick yourself a lot. Being left-handed, a pitcher. Oh, yeah. What if? Especially with the independent leagues that are out, being left-handed, what could have been. Yeah, I was in the low 90s, well, 93, 94. There's a lot of guys that yeah. don't throw 80. Right. 85, 86. They didn't have Tom Glavin control, but. <laughs> well, but, and I've, I argue with scouts till the cows come home. The thing that's ruined baseball is radar guns, stopwatches, and cattle calls. Yeah. Because if you can't run, you're not going to get to the plate. Well, Pete Rose would have never seen a bat. Glavin, Maddox would have never got to the mound. The idea is getting people out. Is a hitter, Trevor, go give me your best guess. Throw me that 92, 93, and I'll take a shot at it. Now, you mm-hmm. start throwing wrinkles. The old song, Mom, coming home, they're throwing sliders, will start to play immediately. I mean, as a hitter, I don't want to see that slow stuff. Give it to me. Right. But it's so easy for these guys now. Well, he can't throw. He doesn't throw. We want to blow your arm up, and then we want to make you a pitcher. You'll know the scout I'm talking about. I'm not going to mention his name because he's on a page. I don't want to help you out. <laughs> he came out to UD one day. And this was early in his career. I'll give him that. Um I want catcher's release. 
I want catchers to get the ball. Yep, that's the one. I want catchers to at least get rid of it under two. Perfect. I got three guys right up your alley. His eyes light up. Where? Where? I called a shortstop and second baseman in. said, he wants to see a catcher get rid of the ball between under two. Now, they're not going to get it down there on a fly, and they're not going <laughs> to throw anybody out, but you can write in your scouting report, I got three guys that can get rid of it real quick. Now, if you want a catcher, there's two of them over there that can throw people out. The scouts, and I, I remember Boots Day saying this. I got to hear it in my ear. He's sitting outside the clubhouse. The day I got to let go, leaning back against the wall with his hat down, like taking a nap. Never looked up. You know what's going on, don't you? Yeah, but I sure wish somebody would just be honest. Scouts game, you're making the top choices look bad. They can't have that. You cost people jobs. Stupid way to go about it, isn't it? But I wouldn't trade a day of it, period. Yeah. Either playing, managing. I've got the chance to meet an awful lot of good people, as you can well see. Um, uh, one more thing I'd like to say is I, I heard a couple weeks ago on the podcast you guys were talking about. Uh, the, See, there are people listening to it. Oh, yeah. I like it. <laughs> I, sit at home, I sit at home and listen to it, with, turn the TV off, listen for the two hours, whether it be the comrade or Big E or whoever was on. Uh, and I enjoy it. You know, it's, it's, a good, it's good to listen to. It's you know, talking about things that people actually want to hear about instead of what's being forced down your throat on every sports venue. Uh, but the one thing I wanted to say was you guys were talking a couple weeks ago about Dayton Sports Hall of Fame and local sports Hall of Fame. And I wanted to point out that I had the privilege and the opportunity to play for who I thought was one of the best coaches and mentors around. That was H. Scott. Um, he was awesome to all of us from the time I was nine years old until the time that I went off to Evansville. You know, he was on the phone with me, you know, all the time. Uh, there was guys on our team that would throw out their arms. He'd pay for their surgeries. The guy just went above and beyond. And it was an absolute honor to know him as a person and to play for him. And, uh, you know, God rest his soul, he passed away a few years ago. But I got to it was know definitely him an honor to play for him. When he got involved in the double-A league, mm-hmm. and he, well, he built a save Patterson Park, obviously, put a lot of that money back that he owned in and in the trash, you know, the trash men, and he donated a lot of that back, as you well know. And I, I think he set up a fund still that keeps that place going. Oh, I'm sure. That was, his, that was his pride and joy. Without that or people like him, Ted Mills is another one that kept baseball going for a long time in town. There wouldn't be a lot of guys playing. Right. H was a unique individual, to say the least. A lot of fun to be around, to say the least. But that's pretty cool that you remember that and, yeah. and give him, you yeah. know. I mean, the guy was worth, you know, all kinds of money from, oh from the trash company. But you would never know it from looking at him. He always had a pair of tennis shoes on that were 15 years old, a pair of Arkansas track pants because that's where he played he his He wasn't college a football. fashion statement. No. No, you'd never know. But people like him and people that I was fortunate enough, you know, to play in college for and stuff that actually got me into managing after my playing career was done, without that – I don't get the chance to do what I did either. Without people like H, no. It's amazing how – I like that, though, that you remember that. That's pretty cool. I would like to find out, actually, if his sons are still involved in any way uh, with the park. The last I knew, the one was out in Oklahoma, (laughs) I thought. The one that was a pretty good baseball player. I don't know whatever happened to him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, people listen to if you know where H, if his sons are still involved. Yeah. If anybody knows Joe or H or where, where they're at. Little H, yeah, I couldn't yeah. think of his name. That's Little it. H. Little yeah, H. Yeah, you don't see H. it anymore, man. You don't see you don't see kids playing. Hell, we invented games, baseball, nerf ball, wiffle ball, whatever. Right. Now, 
You can't find it. Of course, select that, that was select when you were playing back then, wasn't it? Yeah, thirteen to eighteen year old. Yeah, see, that was long after my days. I don't, I don't like it. I, I get it. I just don't like it. I think it keeps a lot of kids from playing. Now there are a lot of kids that should be playing the violin and the flute instead of getting hurt with fastballs. But I hate seeing a kid not get a chance to play either. Um, I always wanted to play at Patterson Park because every time you drive by that little field. Just looks so inviting. It's like, man, I'd love to hit one off these buildings over here. Put one in the pool across the way. Oh, at the absolutely! Complex. Oh God, we had many good nights at that place. <laughs> Ooh, oh man, I'm getting headache thinking of that one. Holy cow! Actually, our biggest rival when I played for H uh, for Patterson Park was the team that that uh, that Johnny was on. It was the Rawlings Nationals? That was out Jerry there. Jerry Salyers. Yeah, Jerry Salyers. Well, you talk about an outfit that was dressed right. Bill Skelton. Ooh. Yeah, Rawlings was top shelf. Nice unis. Oh yeah. Nice bats. Well, the Gaystone Corporation that was right there with their field was, was producing bats. So. I'm going to show you the bat Jerry made me when I was on air at O&E. It's over in there, one of those trash cans over there. It's a big 34. Oh, he made it. I didn't know what he was going to do. Pretty sweet. Yeah. I got a lot of hits in it. I've never swung the thing. And all my bats always had a lot of hits in them. Yeah, I played for Sawyer's when I was 13. And then uh, then we split off into Patterson Park and in, in Rawlings Nationals. That was the big rival yeah. Patterson Park and Rawlings. Mm-hmm. What are they doing with that field now? Uh, out at Gaston? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. It's probably the company softball field. I don't know. Oh, man. I just remember when I, I had to go out there and throw a first pitch out, it kind of had a lumpy outfield. Well, that was just a big patch of grass. And when I was 11, and uh, Mark Stone, who who was the owner, one of the his son was on our team, and we turned that into a baseball field for a team called the Dayton Gremlins, uh, for a traveling team when we were 11. And so after we were done, that's when the Rawlings Nationals formed, and they they made it you know full size field. If, I don't know if it's gone back to are there even to what any it was. leagues left? I know Double A's not. No, I I couldn't tell you. I mean, driving past Kettering Field and stuff like that, I just don't see don't what see games going on like it used to be. I know the Reds put money into it in Hal McCoy, but I don't know if anybody Chaminade use it. I don't know. I know the DABC, the Hall of Fame. I think last year was the last year of it because they ran out of people. Yeah. Which is very sad. Yeah. Very sad. It is sad. When did you graduate from Wright State? I never graduated from I was Wright State. Say, wait I a minute had, now. I graduated from Carroll in 2002. Okay. Yeah, and, well, and spent two years at Wright State from 2003 2004. Well, you mentioned Dan Beatenhart, and I remember when I started covering Wright State baseball, that was one of the names I remember. Mm, yeah. So that was just uh, like, wow. He was a – that guy, I'll tell you, was a human vacuum cleaner. That guy could play shortstop like nobody I've ever seen. That was before Ross Ader took over at shortstop, too, for Wright State. Yeah, he he played shortstop on my teams from the time I was 10 until the time I was 20. So That's cool. Yeah, That's we with them. It's a small world. I like, yeah. I like this. Do you follow college baseball? I do around the time, you know, when they get into the, to the World Series. Okay. Um, was it two years ago when Wright State started off the season with, the, with South Carolina and Clemson? They had those yeah. series. They were playing yeah. some – those were some good games. They were playing some good ball. Yeah. Uh, it's just so hard to beat, so hard to stay competitive with the teams that are in uh, climates that can play. You know, well, that's all like year Alabama round. football. They don't want to come north, right? And baseball doesn't want to come north either, right? And you can't blame them. I mean, you Ohio State was the same way. They would never play you at your place. They'd pay you to go to Columbus, right? But Wright State Sinclair's another one. It's got a really good baseball program, and UD's had their share of big leaguers the last few years too. But it's basketball is it around here. Yep. If people would go out and see it, it is better ball than the Dragons. I mean, I I would bet UD or Wright State and even Sinclair could give 
Dragons, a pretty good match. I, I would agree with yeah. that. Especially that one year where it was just bad. Pick we, a year. The Dragons are always bad. Well, last year was pretty good, but the year before that where the Dragons almost lost 100. And I thought we were going to pee. Well, technically we couldn't pee away a playoff spot since we clinched it. They first tried. Half, but, ooh, that second half. Was I just bad. wonder how long that's going to run its course. I just, I remember they talked to Nish and I when they first came in. Mm-hmm. and ask if we thought it was feasible. And I still laugh to this day going, no. But I said, I'd like the stadium, but I would put it where UD's stadium is now, right out by the arena. It would be good for the city. It would be good for whatever. I was in Iowa that year and came home and just was flabbergasted. I, I just still to this day, I can't believe that they reel the people. And now the people are starting to catch on a little bit. Prices are going up like everything else. The players aren't any good. And people for the first few years didn't realize minor league baseball – if you're here two weeks, you're not any good. You're here in low A for a reason. If you're any good, and then the Reds would leave Kearns and Dunn here for a full year, and the fans would go, oh, my God, we get to see him again. No. So it's it's been a contentious thing with the Reds and the Dragons. Uh, the, the I will say the Dragons share something with the Browns, and that is a lie of consecutive sellouts. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they used to get so pissed at me on the air. The Tin Man would get so mad. Yeah. And then why are you calling the show and saying we've got seats available if you don't? Yeah. Well, all that sellout streak's only permanent seats. Well, the ones in left field are bolted to the concrete, so that's permanent. <laughs> Last well, I looked. They got rid of those left field seats. Well, now their excuse a, was, the well, patio. the people that can't go bring them back in and we resell them. No, you don't. That's double dipping. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're right, though. That's streak. No. Both of those teams, every game, plenty of seats available. Good seats are available. That's Don't say correct. that. I got in trouble for saying that about UD. <laughs> Great seats. Boris are and Natasha available. were searching for me that night. I had to hide. Oh, man. What else you got for me? Well, we know that flying to the hoop's still going on. Do you gentlemen you didn't like go basketball? Ahead. I did not. Uh, I, I knew it was going on. I know they were running it over They're playing today the on Trent Arena, right? Yeah, they're playing today. Yeah, it's real nice. Well, they got an article on one of the sites, MSN, about that 7-7 kid today. He looks different. He, I mean, he just looks different. He looks like this thick. He looks well, about His head looks <laughs> different. It's just like I'm trying to be nice about this. Where's this kid from? It's Columbus. Okay. He's from, what the hell, he's Mongolian or something? Oh, hang he's on. He's 7-7. You can't wear red because you look like a thermometer. He can't hardly walk. <laughs> the other night he didn't even get in the game, but they said he sits at the end of the bench. He has to fold up like a pretzel because he can't. How do you like to find a hotel room for that kid? Seven foot seven, Robert Bobrovsky. And, and how uncoordinated does this kid have to be to not they be playing in a high school They had him on ESPN, I don't know, a month ago, just walking toward the camera. It looked like a baby giraffe just came out of the mother. Like he was about to I fall mean, the over legs just wobble. go everywhere. This announcer looks like he's a midget oh, yeah. compared to. Uh, that the one where he's yeah. in the, on the sidewalk with that guy? Yeah, that's, yeah. I'm just watching on Max Preps because I pulled it from your site. Seven foot seven from Spire Institute in Geneva, Ohio. Yeah, they tried call him intriguing. I was like, yeah, until he has to go play basketball. First yeah. time he's ever played this year, I think, or last year, but now he already gets in the game. That's but one thing you can't teach is tall. Cannot teach seven <laughs> feet or seven seven. Now that tournament, I give them a lot of credit. The, t- the second rated tournament in the country, I guess. Yep. Pretty impressive. But it'd be nice if they played it at UD Arena or the Nutter Center, but they can't. So. Yeah, because of. The sad but true. Yeah. The game that I think most people were looking forward to, Wayne and Upper Arlington, because that's one and two in Division One in the State of Ohio. 
up Arlington can't get down here, so no game. Roads aren't that bad, are they? I got to International College of Broadcasting. I got down here. We went to Kroger, came back. I, I'm, I'm still alive. My Obviously, car's you right. didn't send him the memo about wearing a tie either. Oh, no. Yeah, this, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't no. know we had to dress up. Jim Harbaugh khakis on. <laughs> this, this, is, um, this is the most fancy I've ever dressed up for a podcast. So, you know. Yeah, don't is, do that. <laughs> that ain't, that's giving me the shakes, man. I don't even there, know. I think there. there's a tie back there in that basket somewhere. No, I just I didn't feel like changing. So it's just like get straight here, get ready for the podcast. I gotta ask with baseball coming. What's your assessment of the Reds right now? I know Cozart's gone, so that ought to make you smile a little bit. Just as he starts to turn a corner and but reel me in as a fan, he's gone. Yeah, what are you what are you <laughs> looking at now? I mean good, bad. They got to leave Suarez alone. I mean, yeah, Eugenio Suarez. He's, I think, he's good. Uh, you still got the best player in the game, as far as I'm concerned, oh, and Joey Votto. If you just, I knew you were going to do that. Yeah. The only other thing that would have made me it would have been Hamilton or Homer. What? You that, can't tell that me Votto's not the best hitter in the game right now. I can tell you that. Okay. I mean, he's good, and I know people jump me all the time about that. He is good. He's very good, and his numbers they don't lie, and especially doing it. With a team that has nobody, Duvall, is that protection? I'm not sure. No. But to do what he's doing is pretty amazing. Um, I think it's very hard to say somebody's the best hitter in a game. Ichiro, when he was younger, I'd make a case for him. Vado, God, he walks, he drives in runs. Obviously got a good average. But going into this year, do you expect – all those offensive guys to do that again. Every one of them had their career year. Yeah, uh, I mean, and we're, we're going to have to platoon the outfield. It's going to be Shebler, no, Shebler. No, we're not. They're going to be Winker. No, <laughs> yeah, he'll play. But that guy in the middle, no, gone. You think Hamilton's gone? gone. He'll be in, he'll be in Frisco before it's over. And I, I blame the failed Billy Hamilton thing on coaching as well. Somewhere along the lines, when a kid's that fast, he's got to be taught how to bunt. He's got to be able to taught how to how to put the ball on the ground and just get base hits. That guy should be batting three forty just on putting down bunts. If and you remember singles. Joe Morgan one night on the game, they asked him about it, and he kind of hesitated, and then I guess thought, "Screw it." He said, "I've worked with him. Hatcher's worked with him. He will not learn. He's not interested." No, yeah. and and I thought right there, there it is. Yeah. And I think Pete Rose's interview, and I know he's talked to Pete because Pete said that. Pete says, don't listen to him. You go up and hit. Okay, that's easy to do, but the kid can't hit. Right. Big difference. If you're a pitcher, how are you throwing him? It's it, To me, it's easy. Beside underhand and say, here, hit as far I mean, as you can. As far as I'm concerned, I'd throw him, throw him fastballs high and in or junk off the plate. I'd throw him fastballs at letter high and say, here, how far can you hit this? Yeah. He's not going to bunt. 300 at most. He's not going to hit. He's not going to bunt. Defensively, okay, I'll give you that. He can go get the ball. But you can't have a leadoff guy hitting 240. And people go, oh, he scores runs. Really? He's third on a team and he's leading off. That's not making it. You're in last place, and I know the pitching, all that kind of stuff. But the only way he doesn't go to Frisco, in my mind, is if they trade for Andrew McCutcheon before then. I think the Reds are holding them up, or Giants are going, well, we're still working on getting McCutcheon. I saw Dick Williams one night make the comment, Billy Hamilton did not fit what we want to do. We want on base. He does not get on base. Pretty simple. Then he said, Winker is going to play. Now that's probably three guys with skillets chasing fly balls and Duvall, Winker, and Shebler. 
I'd rather have a guy that can get on base than a guy that can't, and he can go chase fly balls. I can go find anybody to go chase fly ball down in the ninth yeah. inning. Pitching-wise, if you went last place four straight years and you're saying we only have one spot open in the starting rotation, I have a huge problem with that. I'd say you got uh, Castillo and Iglesias are the only two certainties. Iglesias is not going to start. He's going to be no, not, not starting. I mean, they're talking the about Desclafani, who's been hurt, Homer Bedlow, who's always hurt, Finnegan, who's not a starter to my. He's a bullpen guy. That's yeah. me. Castillo, Lorenzen thinks he's going to be a starter. That's got the old left-hander they had end up going to the Giants. Same thing happened to him. Turned into a great reliever with the Giants and the Royals. Came over. I want to start. And he stunk. Lorenzen, to me, doesn't have the guts to be a reliever. Sorry. Comes in, it's immediate bomb. Nice kid. Probably won some Boy Scout medals. Got a lot of white ribbons for playing. Yep. A lot of orange peels still. <laughs> no guts, man. I'm sorry. Good talent. Make him an outfielder. Just me. But I can't see these offensive guys having the same years. Can't see it. Yeah. I mean, they're not all going to have career years again. There's no way. Scooter, I'm not sure I wouldn't try to pedal him now. Now, that doesn't mean he can't have another good year. The chances of that, not sure. Right, his stock will never Herrera, be No, that dude's more fragile than Hamilton and Tyler Reifert together. <laughs> You'll never see him. Um, I'd like to see him improve. And, again, I go back to Brian Price cost his team games. Are they that bad? No. you got an offense that scores a lot of runs. you got to find somebody without Amir Garrett. Here's two good starts. Well, we're going to send you back, and we don't want your clocks to start. Right. Really? So that destroyed that kid. Two years ago, they did it to Stevenson, and he even had said it. I couldn't figure out why they did that to me, so I lost my confidence. Right. Stevenson, Garrett, I'm not real sure about yet. Malley looked all right. Romano looked all right. Um, if you're counting on Homer Bedlow to be your bell cow, if you get 15 starts out of him, you're lucky. 30? No. Not happening. Di Sclafani, same thing. If he's healthy, eh, Maybe. Not a big fan of his either, if you couldn't tell. Yeah, we all know I'm not a fan of Homer Bailey. Hey, I got Homer's statue right there. He's made his career off of two good two games. Two good games. You're right. And $106 million later. That'd be 110 <laughs> I remember the contract well. <laughs> I think 106 might be what Dalton got. The, the, My two favorites. Your two favorite contracts. Well, Cozart's gone, so you don't have him to punch around anymore. Homer and Andy. You got, you're gonna watch the Angels game. Just watch Gozar play. Keep going. What what if uh, what if that contract for Bailey wasn't signed? You know, do you think Co- uh, not Gozar, but uh, Cueto? Would yeah, still be here? that was Cueto's money for sure. Hell, they're yeah. talking about him coming yeah. back. Yeah, I don't see it. I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm not I seeing don't it see either. it. I think the best thing happened to Cueto is when he and Volquez got split up, and it was a coincidence. Votto really took off when Jay Bruce left. Yeah. I mean, it made Votto talk to other people. Right. I mean. I mean he just inked a pretty nice deal with the Mets. Uh, that baffles me. That He's old. $13 million a year. 13 for three years. You're getting yeah. $39 million for that. And then yeah. they just signed Adrian Gonzalez, too. And you wonder why the Mets are the Mets. You got two left-handed hitters that Gonzalez can't stay healthy. And Bruce, I don't know why he didn't stay in Cleveland. You got a better chance of going back to the postseason with the engines than you got with the Mets. But the salaries now, just think, if you were still pitching, left-handers can pitch forever. Jesse Orozco, Orozco proves that. And Jamie Moyer. Jamie Moyer. I mean, <laughs> think of what you could be making. Yeah. You could own mug shots. Uh, you right. could be mug shots. <laughs> you are mug shots. I'm not kidding. You are. When is there 
party before I forget because I want to make sure you get uh, that out there. The last day of, for that place to be open is January 27th. So we're going to be having a big shindig that day. I got day. those tickets you asked for, by the way. Excellent. I don't have them with me, but I got the guy. We're, we're going to have we're going to have raffles there. We're going to have some giveaways. Uh, kind of just trying to do one last uh, big hoorah. That's been my been my establishment for quite a few years. What so. will happen to it, or do you have any idea? It's all I still all under wraps. Still, yeah. You ought to buy it. Yeah, I'm good. So what what was the place called? That's the rumor I'm hearing. Mug shots. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. I've heard that being tossed around. We'll see what, we'll see what happens. The police would be there often. <laughs> now, we talked about it last week, so that's why I yeah. figured that. But keep going. All right. Here's uh, something out of left field. For both of you gentlemen, what's the most ridiculous thing or things you've heard in the world of sports? You can make it local or not. And go. For this year or? Um. Fifteen days into the year, the sure. Cleveland Browns are going to be good. <laughs> I mean, how do you go from zero and sixteen to being eight and eight? Hey, they were four and zero in the preseason. Back off. They won the title. <laughs> Undefeated preseason champs. I, well, I you know what? The game yesterday that. is probably as funny as anything I've seen yet. Can't wait to see that perfect preseason banner up at the, the uh, factory of sadness. I don't know. You're eight. What are you? Fifteen days in. Funny. You, that game yesterday is going to be hard to top. Surprising, well, Rice State basketball. Yeah, it's great. Surprising Thirteen and too. five. The Happy. most ridiculous thing that I've seen or heard of in 2018 is uh, soccer with no ball, kickball. Oh God, I saw that. Did you post that? Yeah, I did. Soccer that was with you. No ball? Yeah. You know, the first thing I thought of, beside the fact that I'm sitting here going, "No, I've seen this act." Infield practice and in spring training, Bristol, Virginia. 9,000 degrees in the old big league uniforms that had steel up the back of the stirrups. Yeah. We took infield without a ball. Yeah. And I remember going, baffled. what the hell is this about? <laughs> I mean, you look like a complete idiot fielding the ball and going out for this and that. I'm like, man, they played different in, up here. Now, I'm really hoping to find out in the next couple of days that that was a satire video or that, that was made up. But there was real interviews it with the coach and everything good. else. and. He said, as, as to take away the competition aspect, they, they, play, they play without a ball. That no, was in Washington State. The last thing is in Poland, which would have made sense. And the coach's job is to follow the ball, even though it's non-existent. I remember the goalie like diving, and then, like, wow, yeah, he's like, really the, into this. And then stuff. when the game was over, the coach was like, "God, twenty-five, twenty-five, you both win! Yay!" Here's your white ribbons. <laughs> yeah. That sounds so familiar, and I'm I'm drawing a blank, I've, and I'm getting. I angry saw it. I, yeah. No, so I, w- without a doubt, the most ridiculous thing I've seen. Like, no, 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 I've seen this too often. That's okay. So let's swap over. What's the angriest you've ever been watching a sporting event? And that oh, can be God. from today until your first game ever. Wow, this is from Jeff, Twitter. Do you by think way. of something? I've got one in mind, but I'm trying to be polite well, with I, local radio. I mean, the year that the year that we lost to Ohio State and I had to get the tattoo and we went for the two-point conversion, that's probably the saddest I've ever been. I don't, <laughs> wow, I don't know about that's... the maddest, but I probably broke a hand that day or broke a couple knuckles. Man, I, I saw the guy, the Saint guy, threw his TV out the window. <laughs> yeah. I posted that one. Are the, all the Steeler fans getting angry? Well, there was um, 
Boy, I don't know. Bengals Super Bowl comes to mind. The second one. Now, the second one, I just kind of fell on the floor in front of my couch and just shook my head. The first one, the Griffin brothers couldn't have picked a a kickoff up. They had a butterfly net. 20 nothing in the first half because of that. Boy, that's a God, that's a good man. I know as a pitcher, you had to have some games that you wore out a wall or a bar, one or the other. Uh, well, I'm sure there's there was a couple of times. Uh, one that comes to mind for sure, I'll try and keep this as quick as possible. We were playing down in Memphis in the tournament, and uh, my coach took me out of the game, and I called him every name in the book, threw my glove, it kicked the water cooler, everything We've got along great. Well, <laughs> H was on his way down to pick us up in Memphis to take us down to a tournament in Florida. So my coach said, well, we're not, t- we're not, I'm going to tell H not to come pick you up. And so then that's when I started throwing bats and water coolers and everything else. And that's the maddest I've ever been. And Jimmy Chandler, if you're out there, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Games I've been involved in. There's a lot of letters down on that hallway wall with fines and suspensions on them. Those are good letters. Oh yeah. I appreciated every one of them. <laughs> There was a game, God, there was a game in Saskatchewan, and the guys on that team will remember this very well. It had been raining, and it was a little muddy in front of the plate, and they had the bases loaded and two outs, and the hitter hit it, and it went right in front of the plate and stuck. Well, the home home plate ump yelled foul ball before he realized it wasn't a foul ball. Well, the catcher had already picked it up, stepped on the plate. We're out of the inning, and – he disagreed, and I ended up stomping that ball, probably hit a Chinaman in the head with it eventually. <laughs> ended up getting tossed, ended up going upstairs, and the commissioner who's on the page was up doing the TV. And they made the mistake of asking what happened, and I <laughs> I made Hera Clara sound like a choir lady that day. That's tough to do. I mean, I didn't. Yeah, I can't say I didn't get – Mad a lot managing. But that one probably stands out a lot. But, yeah, I used to love getting those letters. Next time, you'll be double fined. You'll be double suspended. (laughs) Oh, yeah? (laughs) What was the question you asked last week about that you asked? I forget who else was here. That was just us. No, but you asked, maybe it was a time before, you asked something about about Dayton, if you could put a building or something around here. Well, last week uh, I asked – and this one's for you, Travco. If there's one thing sports-related that you can build in the Cincinnati-Dayton area, and it could be anything as long as it's related to sports, what are you building? Why? Hmm. There's something sports-related I can build in the Dayton area. Mm-hmm. That's, that's an interesting that, question. That's a good question. I'd, I guess I would probably have to say an indoor a, a domed baseball facility. I dig that. Um, Would we come up with a hockey arena for, somewhere for between Middletown? Sports station, the oh, hockey yeah. arena we thing. about that. We want a radio station. <laughs> we, we've listed like ten things off. That's that's off last week's episode, by the way. I'm about to cry and throw up at the same time. What were we just talking about with McCutcheon? Yeah. He's been traded to the Giants. Oh, no. So oh. now I'm Looks down like to we're Billy stuck with, We're Homer. stuck with Billy for <laughs> – No. <laughs> Next thing is going to come through, Billy signs a five-year extension. That they think he's so damn good because he can run. I mean, that's. I mean, that extension they gave him the arbitration. You're smart. They signed him so they could trade him. Yeah, well, hell, Drew Stubbs could run. Yeah, very good point. So Struck out two hundred times a year. <laughs> Where's Stubbs at now? Gone. He was in 
He went to Colorado for a while. He was in the big leagues last year with somebody. God, for some reason, I want to say the Astros ended up with him. Somebody had him at the end of the year. He'll be the red center fielder next year, probably. Yeah. Let's see. Last team, San Francisco, 2017. Hmm. Was with Texas, Atlanta, and Baltimore in 2016. Wow. Which I didn't realize. Once he left that Colorado, cry, that was it. man. I was hoping Billy Boy would go. Cheesy, criminy. Maybe trade him to Pittsburgh, you know. No. Trade him anywhere. I'd be thrilled. Keep going. You got the big pad over there. Well, um, you mentioned uh, a baseball bubble. Where would you put it? Now, that's a good question. Uh, man, I don't know. This FedEx giant facility just went up on buyers. That would have been a good place for a baseball facility. Yeah, you're going to be yeah. closer than ever, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, that'd be a nice place for it. Maybe, maybe something on this side of town as opposed to, to downtown. I don't like going downtown. I mean, I like. I don't know I like everybody does. Yeah, I just can't stand going down there with all the one way streets and the, the weirdos. Okay. I just had a thought and a question I was going to ask you, and I forget it was what it was. If there's one rule you could change in any sport, what do you want? Eliminate the DH. Seriously. Yeah. Is that because you want to hit as a pitcher, or you just don't like facing an extra hitter? <laughs> no, I, as a just, I just, I think that they should have to, they should have to hit. Well, if you're a pitcher throwing up and in, yeah, I'd like to yeah. see you go back and take yours too. Yeah. The only thing I would fight that, and I'm not against it because I'm old and I like National League rules, but you grew up with the DH. Yeah. All the kids today, they don't know anything but the DH. Right. It'll never go away. One because the players' union is not going to let them take a job away from a veteran never happened right so instead of this foolishness of american national just put it in get it over with nobody's got stones enough to go okay we're not doing it because the players union will not allow it so yeah that's that one in college football's one foot in fall down you can't get up no if you're trying to train them to go to the nfl play with the same rules yeah overtime system the same thing play the same and as far as the DH things go, I'm okay with it if both leagues incorporate the same policy. Not necessarily get rid of it, but if, if both leagues incorporate the same policy, whether with or without. I just I think don't I'd think it's going to go away. Because yeah. like I said, the kids today don't even know anything different. I mean, most high schools have the DH. I mean, All of there's, them do. Yeah. Well, there's some teams that put their pitcher out to bat. That's because he's their best hitter. <laughs> I mean, it I takes know. the bun away for the most part because you don't have the popcorn Billy Hamiltons in a lineup like a pitcher. So, yeah, they put it in for offense, but is it really that offensive? The DHs didn't actually tear it up lately. Right. I mean, but I, I said I don't think it goes away. That would be, that'd be another good, a good uh, topic was who was the last great DH? Well, I can give you that and easy. Big Poppy. Yeah. Before him, though, before, he, go Edgar before he found out modern chemistry. <laughs> Edgar? Yeah, I would go Hal McCoy, Edgar Or Hal McCray? Yeah. Edgar's got to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. That's that's so stupid, it's beyond belief. DHs are like punters or like place kickers. They're part of the game. You got to put them in. Right. I think he gets in once Big Poppy gets in, first ballot. Um, yeah, Martinez was a good one. Poppy. Hal McCray, God, I'm trying to think of anybody else that even jumps out. Reggie, he played right more than he DH'd. Winfield? What was the big hurt? Was he a first baseman or was he? Yeah, yeah. at the end, he and Canerco and Tommy kind of yeah. split three way until Canerco left. 
Yes, yeah, so that's that's an advantage that the American League has is they can take an old guy and just put him in that DH And spot. that's why they're not going to get rid of yeah. it. Those veterans, Molitor, when, when he did it, never going to get rid of it. Those old guys looking for a place to go. It's funny for me to look at Craig Council managing the Brewers because I've managed against him when he's at Notre Dame and then my boy Pat Murphy, one of my favorites. Yeah, he and I got along famously. <laughs> yeah. Now he's over there with him in Milwaukee, but would you ever go back in the game if you could? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've coached at a couple of different levels. Uh, coached varsity baseball at Mary Valley High School, which was kind of a, a joke, just because the a different temperament <laughs> in it. Yeah, there's different rules now too. Yeah, where'd Miami Valley play? Uh, at Miami Valley High School. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you could get into any sports role, what would it be? Not going back playing, obviously. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I I would like to call play by play for 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 a team. I think that'd be that'd be fun to do. It's a really sweet job. Yeah. It's not as easy as you think. Nope. <laughs> hey, I never but said it was easy. No, no. <laughs> All right. What yeah. about doing what you're doing now? Yeah. Sports talk. Yeah, it's fun. But can you do it five, six, seven days a week? Come I mean, up I'm with no, topics. I'm no Mark Schlemmer, but, but then again, <laughs> but not then everybody again, hits two hundred either. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, if you had the druthers, if you could do it. Yeah, as long as I can stay above the Mendoza line. Well. And I got a question I wanted to pose to you, something I heard on the podcast again when Big E and Ortez were on the show. You guys were talking about why UD draws so much more than Wright State. And I wanted to ponder this question to you. Do you think the fact that Wright State, the Nutter Center, is more of an event venue has anything to do with that? Do those kids have events to go to and where UD, they don't really run the events? Mm -hmm. Well, they did years ago. Right. UD had the concerts, and the last one I can remember was Hank Williams Jr., and the females were standing up in the seats urinating, and that said that was all. <laughs> That's pretty much why. Um, no, I think there's a lot of guessing. You were a student out there, and you've heard them all. The parking, the building, the arena. If you can pack that thing for wrestling, tractor pulls, concerts, Butler, Michigan State, whoever comes in as a good team. It's like going to a Bengal or Browns or Reds game. If you want to go to the game, you're going to go to the game. Yeah. Now, as far as the venue, I don't know that there's a bad seat in that place once you get to your seat. Now, that's one thing I've always noticed. There's not that halfway point like UD Arena where you can actually stop. If you got to take a leak, you either got to plan an hour ahead of time or you just fall down the steps and roll. Yep. That, I think, is a big mistake. When they build it, I remember their big jab at UD. We have air conditioning. We can drive dump trucks into the middle of it. You can't. How's that working out for you? Yeah. I think I think there's still a big disconnect with the students. You can give away free wieners and squirrel shirts and whatever. When you don't draw many for free beer night or dollar beer night, I don't know. You were a student. I just remember one of my shows when I was on air. Bracket Busters was the next morning. And I had three of the baseball players and Coach Cooper on, and I asked them what they thought, and they didn't even know they played the next morning. <laughs> and I just remember looking at them like, wow. And they, it was embarrassing, to say the least. Yeah. I don't know the answer. I've heard everything from the way they treated Ralph to Schilling coming in and his voodoo, whatever, religious <laughs> hoo-ha. Um, yeah, I heard a lot of those, too. Also, the, how they treated Coach Brown, you know. So, well, something the thing, The thing with Ralph, yeah, I get it. But that's 30 years ago. Um, yeah, kids of today aren't, aren't hung up on They don't even know who like he that. is. Yeah, they don't even know who that guy is. Yeah, he, he built it. He put them on the map. But this team's good. 
Mm-hmm. If you don't go out and watch this team, there's something wrong with you yeah. as a student. You know, hell, the other night, they go to Northern Kentucky. They gave the students a free bus ride, free pizza, a free squirrel T-shirt, and a free ticket to the game. And 17 kids showed up. I mean, I'd go just eat the free pizza, for God's sake. Right. I don't. I got enough squirrel T-shirts back there if you want one. But it's like, really? what What is there missing here? You know, the atmosphere obviously is not good. Right. When the band shows up five minutes before the game and plays one song and then looks at each other, that's not good. You got a perfect example right across the river. Just go ask them. Just go watch the game. They'll help you. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, that's always been a great topic. I'd always always like to know, and this starts fights no matter what. Yeah. Why yeah, don't I, they play? Well, the fact that, that probably 70% or more of their uh, enrollees are also commuters, I'm sure doesn't help the fact. Well, but UC is no. the same thing. Cincinnati's got a bunch of commuters. Xavier's got a bunch of commuters. If you've got a good enough team and you've got a gazillion alumni like yourself in town, yeah. now granted, the parking lot back there by the pond or the creek or the whatever, but you park on the other side of Welcome Stadium, that's no little small walk either. To me, it comes down to following your own team. Now, there's probably, this may be a high estimate, I would guess at least a fourth of the people at the UD Games are Wright State alumni, at least. Hell, some of the players that played on their championship team are season ticket holders at UD, which there's nothing wrong with that. But there's a big disconnect out there somewhere, and I've made it very clear. It starts with the AD in my mind. I know Bob. He treated me very well. But there's a big problem there. When you can't get kids in there, I'd hire Andy Furman in a heartbeat, which almost happened until said AD said no last minute. He would get so many promotions in here, the kids couldn't wait to get there. Hell, if you're that desperate, you try anything. Right. So, no, I'd blame it. And now with their financial issues, well, you better try anything you can to get some coins in your box. I don't care who it is. Let Trav go dance a hula hoop out at half court if that's going to bring people in. Now we're talking. But you got to do – just wear those khaki horrible autograph <laughs> pants. I mean, you got to do something, and they're not. You know, it, that's that's the problem I have with them. There's something really missing here. It breaks my heart not to see Wright State student support. You get free tickets. All you have to do is jump on the shuttle, go over, or if you're a commuter, park at Nutter, you know. Just go. It's free. It is free. How much you, time we've been spending already? A lot. Uh, I haven't been watching it because I didn't want the freeze again. One hour, 40 minutes. Well, you got anything left? Uh, I think I touched on everything I wanted to touch on. Well, you got anything good left? I think I have one that might be pretty good. Fire Um, away. Okay, my uh, last question that I'll ask, since it's Ohio State versus Michigan on this roundtable, around here, high school-wise, collegiate-wise, pro team-wise, I don't care, what is an Ohio State versus Michigan-like rivalry? And I'll get the ball rolling. Uh, probably the easiest answer I have is Wayne Centerville. Oh, because, you mean like local? Yeah, like local. Well, big that's an easy like one for me. Is UD and Rice Davis? They don't play each other. Yeah, I mean it's the only rivalry. It's a rivalry, but they don't play. Um, I'd say UD Xavier if it was still the X in the Big Ten or Big Ten. I think Xavier, uh, Northern Kentucky and Rice State's got a chance. Yeah. yeah. What I heard the other night, that atmosphere down there was pretty good. There was a lot of tension, and the Northern Kentucky fans even mentioned that they are really got a rivalry going. And it all depends if Wright State stays good or not, too. Right. Now, how long does Nagy hang around till that big check from the two donators runs out in three years? Do they re-up him? Yep. I mean, he's going to make a lot of coins somewhere because he just doesn't care. You know, hey, I'm doing it my way. Screw you. And that's the way he should be. 
High school rivalries, God, I don't know, Travis. You or Carol, I guess, yeah, it was probably Beaver for Creek. For me, it was Alter, Carol Alter, uh, and then uh, uh, Carol and Beaver Creek. Those were the two big ones. Uh, Beaver Creek was the team we could beat. Alter was the team we wanted to beat and never did. I'm going to guess, <laughs> go back when I was in high school, it was Fairmont West, Fairmont East, and they don't exist. I would probably say Alter is still for Fairmont. Now, it wasn't when I was in school because we didn't care. Right. That was a Catholic school up on the hill. We didn't care. <laughs> I mean, this year, Fairmont football beat Alter for I first time since I watched that game on TV. That was impressive. I don't know how they did it because it looked like a bunch of little rugrats running around yeah. instead of football players, but they played well. If you had a bold prediction, baseball, Major League Baseball this year, what do you got? I mean, a bold prediction? A bold prediction, yep. Uh, Stanton and Judge strike out a combined 400 times. Ooh. I don't know if that's bold or not. <laughs> that might actually. I don't think they hit. I don't think either one of them hit fifty. I'd be very. I mean, how many times do you see a team buy a title? You don't. Yeah, it just doesn't happen. It don't. Now if they add Machado to that lineup. Okay, now you're talking. Yeah, he just re-inked a deal though, didn't he? With yeah, uh, that's all right. Billy Bjork. Hamilton. All they're doing is sign him to trade him. It makes yeah. it easier. Football, college first. This will be dandy. Would you like me to strike up the Harbaugh music? No. But I, before I make that prediction, i got to find out if Shea Patterson's eligible to play or not. <laughs> well, you don't have faith in McCaffrey? or uh, I don't know what they can bring to the table. Uh, but right now, I say to put on, to put your money on anybody but Alabama would be foolish. Ooh, I might take that bet. Yeah. Ooh, oh, boy, I don't know. That's got to run out eventually. Well, that kid that they put in there uh, whose name I cannot pronounce or will not Don try Ho's to. Don Ho's kid, Tui <laughs> Tui Agalula. Whatever. I mean, I don't know what – they're all crying about Hurts. The dude's lost two games in his career. Right. I mean, this kid played a, a half. Okay, so Hurts probably plays receiver and pro ball if he goes. I'd rather have two good quarterbacks and none. Yep. Exactly. Um, pro football. I mean, hard, hard to bet against the Patriots. How long does Brady go? Until he starts losing. All right, they lose. They lose your twin brother Patricia and Josh McDaniels, who I think's not good. I love. That's who I wanted to see come to Cincinnati. McDaniel's. Oh yeah, he looks like he had to be delivering papers still. Yeah. I just remember what he did with the Broncos, and it wasn't pretty. Now that said, yeah. a guy's second job is usually his best job. I'm going to be more interested to see if they both book. What's Belichick do? Does he stay or does he say hello, Giants? I, I don't see Belichick going anywhere. It came up a minute ago that they figure Shermer's going to the Giants and the other two are going to Colts and Lions. Yeah, I think Belichick, Belichick's a lifer there in New England. Unless there's a lot of anger in that triangle still. Uh, he'd have to get a lot of new sweatshirts and cut the sleeves off. <laughs> they don't make enough sweatshirts. <laughs> Sorry, not enough hoodies for that. All right. That's right. College hoops, which you don't follow that closely, uh, but. Yeah, Um it usually seems at the end of the year that the same the same people are always there, the North Carolinas, the Dukes. Uh, and no matter how bad uh, Izzo and the Sparties are, they'll, they, show they always find a way to show up in March. And I think that's really – that's probably my favorite time of year is, is March Madness. Oh, Final Four, that's yeah. a good question. The best sporting event during the year, is it the Final Four? College football's playoffs, Super Bowl, World Series has fallen back. But I'd say those three probably, college playoffs – Final Four, yeah. Super Bowl. For me, for, for me, the opening Thursday, Friday is just as exciting as the Final Four. Oh, absolutely. Is. So, oh, I put that. I put that right up there with them. Oh my God, that's Guido the fish is high. Oh yeah. man, that's that's the best time of year for a gambler. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are, those are the days: the Thursday and Friday, and the Lots Saturday, of keys Sunday. At the hotel desk, go up and watch all the replays on ESPN. Yep. See you Monday. Absolutely, Lee. What else you got? 
shut this thing down at two hours. Ah, uh, that's my book. That's it. So, well, we will do one when we get Comrade Junior off the DL. <laughs> heal I mean, up, buddy. Come on, Johnny, you're killing me. Yeah, heal we up. were even going to have a handicap match and let him bring Comrade Senior. Oh man, two against and then try to get McKinney to, since he is the title holder still. That would had, be interesting. I would have had enough mics for all that too. If all this new cords and everything, there's We'd no had buzz. a good fight. Don't worry. Yeah, this is this has been fun. Every time I we do it. one of these, the weather decides to turn kaflui. Well, you know. I like to say I hope this is the last one we have to do for obvious reasons, but we will know soon. Yeah, hopefully. But Travis, thanks for coming by and doing this. Oh yeah, it's a pleasure. I'm glad to glad to do it. When's your days off so I know when I'm, you're available? I, well, that's changing too. I'm off Sundays and Mondays, sometimes Sundays and Tuesdays. Always off Sundays. Christmas is over, dude. Yeah. They'll move you up here though. No, I'm I'm still at the one on seven twenty five here. Yeah, at least you're close to Frickers though. Yeah. Go and see all the fine folks there. Yeah. You want to repeat your event for mud shots? Oh, yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, and hopefully I can have something put up, maybe get Mark to share it for us. Uh, January 27th, we'll be doing a uh, going away party there. Um, if you've never been to mug shots, I recommend you come out. If you have been to mug shots, then you know how much fun we can have there. I hope to see uh, some familiar faces out there. I'll be doing giveaways, uh, some door prizes. I'll be running karaoke and DJing that night. So when's it starting? Yeah, I get off work at eight, so we'll say nine, nine, nine until two thirty or whatever. The bar will guys... be open early. Yeah, the bar opens at five thirty. I just usually don't get. If there you don't tonight. go for batting practice, Trevor, there's no <laughs> point to going. I always like to go and get loose first. No, I can now, get you loose. You post it. We'll put it on the page. Yeah, we'll do. Um, yeah, she said for people that haven't been there, you will see a lot of familiar faces. On the page. Yep. Um, and that's been the one good thing about the remote, which this would be kind of a semi with all the people on the page if they go. It's not something that you have to worry about bringing a bodyguard or any of that. It's always been funny whenever we had one. Yeah, I'd sit up on the podium and just go, uh-oh. <laughs> You'd see somebody walk in and go, this could get ugly. Right. And invariably, by the end of the night, they're the best of friends. And I always think if you just meet the people first, it really eliminates all the nonsense on the page. Well, for most people, I can't say for all, but <laughs> that always seemed to help. Those were legendary. It's too bad you were younger in those days. <laughs> people got there two hours before the show and got out when the lights came on. Yeah. They were legendary. Lee, look forward to doing another one with you. Uh, of course. We'll get Mark. him back when we get the comrade healthy. Sounds yeah. great. Look forward to it, but this ends the fourth round table and episode number 23. Again, this podcast available on iTunes and your favorite iOS podcast players, along on Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, CastBox, Acast, Overcast, Anchor.fm, Player.fm, PocketCast, Podbean, and Spreaker. This is Lee W. Mallon signing off, and next week is when we'll talk to you again. Thanks for listening to The Gem on the Queen's Crown. Don't forget to like the Facebook page, The Gem on the Queen's Crown. Follow the podcaster, The Lee W. Mowen, on Twitter and Instagram. Also, visit www.theleewmowen.com and www.gemcitysports.com.